Last Friday, I was blessed to attend the pre-release party of Archbishop Hebda's pastoral letter, You Will Be My Witnesses. Some of my staff laughed when I said I was going to a pre-release party. They had images of their minds of like fog machines, strobe lights, club music, and dancing. Not quite the, the mojo, but it was still a great time, still a great event. It's a great blessing to be there with so many priests. I felt even more blessed when Archbishop walked over and sat at my table, where I was already chatting with six other priests of the Archdiocese. And as the night went on, I was reminded again of one of Archbishop Hebda's greatest virtues. He's a man of extraordinary gratitude. Hardly a moment goes by when he isn't sharing his thanks for someone, something, or some work of the Lord he's witnessed. Every other column he writes in the Catholic spirit is essentially a litany of thanks. Every speech he gives at an event or a banquet is chock full of moments where he points out blessings for which the entire audience can be grateful. It's a great gift of his, and it's a great way that he allows other people to remain hopeful and encouraged in whatever season of life that they're in. It's no surprise, then, that the Archbishop begins his newly released pastoral letter in the same way. The very first words he writes are words of gratitude for our local church's strong and vibrant parishes, the clergy of the archdiocese, the long history of lay involvement in our church, things like our seminaries, our consecrated men and women religious. He gives thanks for our network of Catholic schools and the many, many ministries and apostolates that protect life, serve the poor, and work for transformation in our society. It's just full of gratitude. I myself think that one of the best fruits of this whole three-year ascended process that we have come through is that so many of the Catholic faithful here in the Twin Cities have become aware of amazing things happening right in their backyards that they had no idea about. And now they've met other people who are involved in that, they've heard the stories, they've been to other parishes, and there's just an incredible awakening of the, the great things that God is doing here in our archdiocese. Now, it's true that the pastoral letter is meant to move us into the future. It's meant to address real problems. It's meant to revitalize the faith of our church. But this gratitude for what God has already done imbues the Archbishop's letter with the hallmarks of hope, confidence, and trust. That the harvest is truly abundant. A harvest around us is abundant. It's not that there's nothing growing. It's not that the fields are empty. It's not that we're just uh, trying to find something to do in tough times. No, the, the fields are abundant. The harvest is great. The next three years are not about managing decline or cutting overhead or becoming more efficient as a corporation. No, the next three years are about growing and harvesting. The next three years are about asking the Lord to send the laborers into the harvest to help us in this Twin Cities church to bring in the good fruit the Holy Spirit has been growing. That's what this whole pastoral letter is about. 
and is marked with such hope. Today on Thanksgiving Day, we should offer thanks to God for how alive the Holy Spirit is in our archdiocese. The Spirit is truly doing something beautiful and new in our day and in our Twin Cities. There are so many signs that we are really on the cusp of a rebirth. And dare I even say, I believe we should give thanks that God is even bringing to birth a light to share with the people of Minnesota, the people of the Midwest, and even of our nation. I really believe that is happening and being born here in our church, in our area. How can we help bring this new light to birth? Well, let's look at the gospel today just for a moment. In the gospel today, we have this man who was just freed from demonic possession by Jesus. All the darkness, all the demons are gone. He's in his right mind. And he wants to remain with Jesus. Why? Because he's incredibly thankful. He's suddenly been returned to the realm of light and freedom. And he wants to stay with Jesus wherever he goes. The man's desire to follow Jesus is good, but Jesus actually does not let him onto the boat to go with him to the other side, back to Judea. What's he do? Instead, he tells him to go back home to the Decapolis, which was a cluster of ten cities with a largely Gentile population. Jesus says to him, literally, Go home to those that are yours and proclaim to them all that the Lord in his mercy has done for you. And so that man does. He goes home, he proclaims not just that something good had happened to him, but that someone good had happened to him. He proclaimed Jesus He proclaimed what Jesus had done for him. He proclaimed that his life was different because of Jesus. He became a witness, not of just something good, but of Jesus. The title of the pastoral letter that we've received is, You Will Be My Witnesses. Maybe one of the easiest ways we can become those witnesses of Jesus is not only to count what our blessings are today, but proclaim who is the source of them. To go home and tell those that are ours, those that are part of our circles, that the life we live, the blessings we have, the hope that lives within us, are all because of Jesus. Our Lord, our friend, our Savior. Friends, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So as we now share this banquet of the Eucharist now, this literal thanksgiving, this holy prayer of gratitude to God, let's give all of our thanks to Jesus Christ, and let's ask him to make us his witnesses. Witnesses.